This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, LSPod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin? Sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com uh, Keep hold of the ball. I think I heard a cry forward from the Swindon bench there. It's not just the fans. Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a good shot! Oh, my goodness! Far post for Shearer. Goal! McLaughlin has it. Oh, deflection! And the goal! Comes to Mitchell! It's another goal! Incredible! Hobble! Town fans witness scenes akin to Roberto Carlos appearing for the ball in the barn United as Charlie Austin grabs four goals for Swindon, but it's not enough to beat relegation-elect Rochdale. And if we're honest, Town are lucky to escape with a point. 4-4 the final score. 12% of Rochdale's goals were scored today. I don't think any Swindon player has scored four goals and not been on the winning side. Brace yourselves. Terry is here to try and dissect this. Hello, Terry. And firstly, I'm so sorry. Oh, Rich, I texted you at halftime saying, do I really have to carry on watching? <laughs> you were like, yes. <laughs> yes, you do. Do you remember? So we spoke post Harrogate and um, we both agreed that Harrogate were the worst side we've seen at this level for a very, very long time. And um, they didn't keep their reign very long because we've seen two sides there today that uh, pip them to the post, I think. Oh, dearie me. Well, we'll start with Dean McMackin, who sends us a message saying, Hi, mate. Hi, Dean. Austin superb. The rest were really shit. Save <laughs> yourself an hour and go to bed. <laughs> Sensational, Dean. Get him on as the, as the next enthusiastic contributor. <laughs> He's more than welcome to. Uh, CJ69 says, Being positive, I'd rather see regular goal fests for the rest of this pointless season than dreary nil-nils. So much work for the coaching staff to do on attacking and defending set pieces. Amateur hour every match. Let's dwell on that opening. Stockport could be interesting next week, but of course we're going to go and beat them and give us some sort of level of hope and then rinse, repeat, sunrise, sunset. No, no, Rich, this is... This is got it's gone too far now, isn't it? It's gone mm-hmm. too far. I, the, the thing I would like to say, and I, I will warn everybody that yes, some people do say I'm a bit of a doom merchant and I like rubbernecking when things go wrong. 
Um, and by coincidence, she seems to give me a call where we've got quite a lot to whinge about. Um, but I, for, for me, that was almost like a microcosm of everything that is wrong with our club at the moment. Um, and there might be some leaps in logic here, but I'm just, it, it's just hard not to. And we're sat here an hour after full time to just, to just sort of get stuck into it's not not necessarily that in 90 minutes, but the last 18 months that have led us to this point. It's 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 it was disastrous. And and Jody Morris agrees. <laughs> it's always nice when when you watch the same game as 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 the manager and you can sort of sit there and listen to him and respect his his view and opinion because we haven't had that for a while. So that that there's your there's your silver lining. But um Charlie Austin aside. I genuinely couldn't care if the other 10 never played for us again. Simple as that. Oh, boy. And I don't think they care whether they play for us again. And that's that's the important bit. Yes. It's quite raw right now. It's 6 p.m. on Saturday. We've got mothers to celebrate on Sunday. So we decided to do it. But full disclosure, I thought we'd stuff Rochdale today. And I thought this was going to be a nice, easy... 2 nil sort of, there's two Charlie Austin goals, job done. It started like that would be the case because Swindon were 2-0 up after 14 minutes. There was another rotation, all very logical from Jody Morris, really. It seemed to be saving some energy levels for a game that we absolutely had to and should have won. Yeah, and, and look, we were, the, the team on paper... You look at it and think there's more than enough there to go and beat a really, really, really poor Rochdale side. Um, you know, three minutes in, we we won that up, and you think, here we go. This is this is going to be a nice easy day at the office, and maybe maybe we continue to kid ourselves for another week that there's something more to play for this season than just avoiding our worst ever football league season. But then, even when you go two nil up, and, and Jody Morris said this in his post match. We were really bad the first 15 minutes. Like, don't let the scoreline kid you. We were playing terribly. It just so happened that Rochdale defensively are horrendous um, and gave Charlie Austin two absolute gifts. We were really bad. Rochdale were by far the better team that first half. Uh, and 2-2 massively flattered us by halftime, unfortunately. Why were we bad in the first 15? Very good question. They... they... How bit? How wide do you want to go with this? Why were we bad the first fifteen? We looked tired, despite not having any excuse for being tired, which then leads you to what are they? What are the players not doing? And they're not going above and beyond. They're, they're not incentivized to to run through brick walls. There's no leaders. There's no characters. There's there's just no control on the game. Um, the Darcy-Williams midfield combo is just absolutely powder puff. And we... When was the last time, Rich, you watched us and we set the tempo of the game as opposed to being reactive? Yeah, I can't remember. We don't, do we? We don't control games. We we pretend we do because we like to pass the ball from it to each other. But we don't control the tempo of games. We, we're super reactive. Like, and you, and the, the, the easiest way to sum that up is look at the last four or five games. Walsall, 
we played at their tempo, their speed, we matched them, got a draw. Today, completely different performance because we just react to what the other team are doing all the time. Um, it, it's never sort of we, we, we've got the we've got both the ability and the character to to dictate how a game is going to play out. And look, Charlie Austin gets two, you know, gets a tap in and a, and a really tidy finish in the opening ten minutes. And you think we, we just need to smarten up a bit here, and we're we're an easy shoot. But it was just. Just appalling to watch. Appalling to watch. They just error after error after error. Nobody was at it at all. Apart, I'm going to have to stop saying apart from Charlie Austin. From here on in, everything is apart from Charlie Austin. Really lax. Like looked tired, even though they've got no reason to be. They just don't care. They don't care. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to need more on they don't care because I, I'm with you. I think because look at look at what we've seen today. But why wouldn't they care? Because okay, so let's let's play this out. If we last summer we ripped up a squad that miraculously dragged us to within a penalty kick of the playoff final. And we very, very openly said, what we're gonna do is gonna go and buy a load of kids and play them and develop them. And then as soon as we can, we're going to sell them for profit. How can you then expect to build any sort of culture within the unit if the whole point is that it's just it's just a calling point on, on every single one of the, the, those boys' journey, right? And then when you layer on top of that, Anybody who does have a connection with the crowd, anybody who does show a bit of leadership, anybody who does maybe challenge the hierarchy, January comes, they get bombed out. And you just you're just left with um this sounds really mean, but it's just who cares? It is where we, we are. We're just left with a, a bunch of jobbing kids waiting for their next move. Like th- there's no there's no sort of single thread of culture through the squad in terms of we're here to build something. And we publicly say this. We publicly advertise this. We are going to buy kids who are undervalued, play them, and sell them on as soon as we can. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cold and calculated, isn't it? And I'm sure within the meeting rooms of the county grounds and on paper, it sounds sound, but... What well, seems like a good idea, but when you when you have a bunch of players that know that the moment Peterborough put in two hundred and fifty thousand pound bids or whatever, um, they know they're on their way, and that's that's what we're seeing at the moment, kind of like a uh, like what Glenn Hoddle was doing in Spain, you know, <laughs> just get get them playing before sending them on. But you know, a couple of times we've sort of we sort of joked about this as a thread of 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 reaction in our in our whatsapp group throughout the season really and i don't think we've ever gone big on it publicly but you know th- there's been a couple of times where people have basically said we're a less sunny glen hoddle academy academy or we're a season-long exit trial that, that that forces people to pay 27 pound a game to come watch like that's it's it's hard to as we reflect on january and, and the performances since then it's hard to sort of move away from that isn't it like there's no there's just not a single character or someone someone that you can warm to or connect with because 
we are literally advertising the fact we are a stopgap. So who cares? Oh. Who cares? Oh, I care, Terry. <laughs> I care. That's, care. That's, the people that are care. being asked to pay £400 a season care. The people paying £27 a week next season to go and watch us care. The 400 people who drove to Rochdale today for a dead rubber against one of the worst football league teams I've ever seen, they care. But it's not being reciprocated at the moment. Ooh. Yeah, and... There's more to come from listeners' contributions. Don't worry, but we'll talk about the goals. Stunning generosity from Rochdale. Sure, there's good build-up play here, but Hutton's cross alone is borderline snell pace, still finds its way to Austin, and he's got time to take a touch and even put in not the strongest shot in the world to make it... 1-0 after 1 minute 59 seconds. And it was it was hard not to think this is going to be a great day. But no, no. The freedom of Greater Manchester to um, to then scuff a P-roller down the middle and watch the goalkeeper dive out of the way inexplicably. It was very peculiar, wasn't it? And at that point, you just think, here we go. Like, Austin's going to have an absolute field day. We're going we're gonna to get out of here 2 or 3-0. Job done. And Austin did have a field day. Um, but but the rest the rest of the the rest of the script didn't play out at all, did it? Um, but yeah, I mean, fair play. Like you know, it was another assist for Hutton, although that feels like a bit of a statistical gerrymandering. Um, <laughs> and and yeah, I mean, the, if if the if the first one's a gift, the second one, you know, Charlie Austin won't score an easier goal all year, will it? Like I've already implied, you just think this is going to be six today. You know, and it's it's everything like in the on the presser we were like, How are we gonna balls this up? And even after fourteen minutes, you're like, Okay, fine. There's no need to be concerned. Maybe we don't know this football club as much as we think we do. Mm. Mm, we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and then they score pretty quickly afterwards and something that we say a lot, and maybe we don't coo over our own goals that much, but this is a Rochdale goal that that starts in a Swindon attack, and then a lot of faffing in the middle of the park, inability to tackle, to get rid of it, and then Rodney's left to just uh, dink it past Solbrin to make it 2-1, and, and then suddenly, I mean, I, w- I was telling my dad, don't worry, that's just, uh, it's 7-1 now, you know, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to be fine, and he was like, very confident. Yeah, uh, it, it, was a, it was a preventable goal. And I, I imagine we say it's a preventable goal all the time, but that bit when Johnny Williams tackles, then runs off, leaving the ball available, and then it resulting in the goal was just like, oh, goodness me, we don't need to see that. But again, Richie comes back to the complete lack of competitive edge in that in the middle of the park, doesn't it? Like when you're losing sort of scruffy midfield battles to the bottom of the league, that's, that's concerning. By the way, Rodney's miles offside, but that's by the by. These things happen, and, and and you just have to take it on the chin, react well, and like you say, go and win three or four one instead of three or four nil. Doesn't oh, I said seven. <laughs> um, you know, like like I said, we weren't we weren't the better team at two nil up. That that's the mental thing, and then you know a little bit of a little bit of you know a little bit of luck with their with their opener, but you know they probably deserved that break. To be fair, they didn't deserve to go in half time two nil down, did they? And thanks to an absolute screamer by. The artist known as Danny Lloyd. Yeah, Lloyd McGoldrick last time I checked, but looks like they're not selling enough shirts for Lloyd McGoldrick to go on yeah. the back of the... Yeah, you sh- we shouldn't say it, but a deeply satisfying finish. Oh, what an absolute screamer, yeah. I mean, he can't do much, but he can certainly 
smash the ball in the top corner from 25 yards. Can't Let's dip into some listeners' contributions before we go into the, the part of the game where it just went a little bit crazy. Uh, Mitchell Singh says, same thing every single time. We lack experience everywhere, players, manager, and the backroom staff. We got away with it previously because we'd have experience on the pitch. Now, we don't have that. There is a reason we concede goals in quick succession and in set pieces, game management. And there's a theme to this. So, you know, we're all excited to see what Jody Morris can do, but this isn't one of those games where Jody Morris can hide behind the squad. Uh, Bernie Man says game management, 2-0, no game management, 4-3, no game management. Experienced players understand this. The backroom staff understand this. Our younger players don't. Uh, George was a huge loss today. We'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, we have been let down by the makeup of the squad, but I think we all know that. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't argue with most of that, Rich, can you? Nope. No, no, no. And we lost McEachran, and we sort of joked about it a couple of weeks ago because George McEachran had hit the ground running at Swindon, and I pitched it up for you to basically like he will break down at some point. And I imagine we get a bit of stick and a few eye rolls when we say that because a great player, he's doing really well, he's getting man of the match every week, but we're dwelling on the fact that he hasn't played in over a year and he's going to get injured at some point. Today, there it was. Yeah, and, you know, we're not, I don't want it, I don't want it to sound like we're sat here taking joy out, joy in it. But no. Absolutely not. I feel really sorry for the kid. Please just sign a three-year deal and go on your summer holiday today. The season's dead. Just you've you've done everything you need to for us so far. Sign your contract. Go on holiday. We'll see you in see you in end of June. Have we have we had any word on his injury? So Morris basically actually Morris came out punching a little bit in the in in the post match. He basically was fuming with um, with McEachran for not flagging earlier that he that he was struggling um, because Morris has basically said he's exacerbated a slight tweak into a into a full into a full um strain uh, so you know that's 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 frustrating to hear um but you know what at least he was out there trying to get work through the pain barrier and and and, and have an impact on the game unlike seven or eight of his of his colleagues so a bit of a frustrating one um would it have been a different game if he'd have stayed on the pitch probably not he it wasn't his best performance, but I think he was. It sounds like he was carrying a bit of a knock anyway, um, and he's just he's just exacerbated it, unfortunately. So let's let's see how that plays out over the next couple of days. But most importantly, the season's dead. Get a contract in front of him, and uh, and and just get him back for preseason, fit and firing all or firing on all cylinders. Oh, that would be good. That would be good. There's a huge gap in terms of goals. There's a huge gap between. 2-2 two, two, and 3-2. But I know that you were getting more and more miserable as this game was continuing. And there was one moment <laughs> during the game where it was made, well, you weren't made to look silly, but it, it looked like we were going to get away with it, I think is probably the right term. What what was happening in, in that in-between between 2-2 two, two and 3-2 two, that, that was just really frustrating you? Well, there's just no quality, Rich. We, we were just being outplayed and outfought by a team bottom of the league. And that's just not acceptable. Um, if, you know, if people are saying it's a great net game for a neutral, well, yeah, that's because it was really 
level. It was two teams of similar standards who can't defend going at it. And that's not okay. That's not okay from, for, from our point of view to, to be embroiled in a game like that. Um, and, it, and it just massively boils down to the lack of control. The lack of the lack of control and, and being passive, not dictating the, the tempo of the game, um, and losing too many individual battles, and, and it, it's just just super super frustrating that um, we're sat here. And you know, let's not forget Roch, Rochdale had a, a goal disallowed on stroke of half time for a, a marginal offside. It was offside, but it was one of those where he's not he's not got the freedom because he's offside. He's got the freedom because he wasn't marked, and he just happened to be offside. So, you know, that then they've hit the post as well. They they were the better team. Sol Brins made a good save right on half time. Um they they were very, very much in the ascendancy before uh before Tom Clayton sort of gently coerced their right winger into scoring their their third. I don't like Swinon conceding any type of goal, but their third is infuriating to me because there's so many Swindon players back there and you're just backing off, backing off and he just taps it. <laughs> he just taps it in under the legs of Clayton with, with no threat, but it, it sort of woke us up a little bit, but it's, it's just, an, it's a horrific goal to concede. Yep. Absolutely abysmal. And, and do you know what? I don't really want, this isn't about singling out individuals, but, Tom Clayton's form is worrying, isn't it? Since something since coming back from injury, um, and he he really really struggled today. Not not only in that goal, but I think Lavinio bailed him out of trouble three times in the opening ten minutes um, with just just really poor basic errors and, and really poor basic distribution. And and yeah, he's just he's just let the kids sort of walk up to him and little shimmy, roll it under his legs, and in 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 the bottom corner it goes. It was so easy, wasn't it? You see it coming a mile off, and they've not had to work for that at all. So frustrating to watch. No, and I asked Dan the question in the last episode that we did uh, post Walsall. I suppose it would have been where you know I I read on the broader Swindon fan base, not within you know our own private chats, that Tom Clayton has been getting a little bit more stick, and and Dan quite fairly said. Tom Clayton isn't the problem, but you can't deny that his form pre-injury versus his form post-injury are chalk and cheese. Yeah, they are absolutely chalk and cheese. I'm assuming Dan's point there was was Tom Clayton is not the problem; it's the structure and situation yeah. around him, um, and the fact that he's being relied on to play every minute of every game as the senior centre half, despite having never played a football league game before this season. All of those things are true and they are all deliberate choices by the hierarchy who runs the club. So, yes, I, I, I completely get that, that, that it's not the individual. That, that, this conversation could probably go for any one of the individuals who aren't, be, aren't playing particularly well at the moment, right? Um, but at some point, you've got you've to ask questions of both the individual and of the, of, of the organisation you know, and, and of the hierarchy. Um, there are players who are playing okay or doing better, and Tom Clayton isn't one of them at the moment, and 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 that that is worrying. But it's but there is a bit of a wider trend there, Rich, as well. I'd say there's three or four players whose form has, has dipped in that similar timeline. I think um, Sol Brin is not the same keeper he was 
pre-Christmas. I'm not sure whether you, whether you'd agree with that one. Um, Johnny Williams is looks he, all the frustrating bits of Johnny Williams are coming out a bit more than the all the all the good bits since his move uh, reportedly sort of didn't go through on deadline day. So there's there, there's I think there's four or five players that have seen a big tailing off in performance. Um, now, whether that's linked to the transfer window closing and them not getting moves, I don't know. That that would be conjecture on our part. So there wasn't much action between Rochdale scoring and, and Town equalising. Was it a kick up the backside or was it just one of those ones where we just go up and we score and, you know, Austin gets a hat-trick and I've never cared less and I feel really bad about that? No, I, I don't think it was a kick up the backside because that, that, would, in, that would intimate that there was... There was some personality and some character, and 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 we reacted. I, it's very much a case of it's pinball wizard, and the ball at, in that moment, one minute after they've scored, falls to Charlie Austin, and he scores, and he scores a belter. I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to to that second half, Rich. I really don't. <laughs> I don't think either side are good enough to have rhyme or reason. Yeah, moments before Austin scores, again, I'm going to say the phrase, deeply satisfying finish, and I'm just happy it's a Swindon player that's done it. You were still convinced that this was going to be 4-3 Rochdale, but then suddenly... 4-3 town. Yeah, and um, and it, it did feel like we'd got out of jail, papered over cracks, however, whatever cliche you want to use, but there was this feeling of just desperate... <laughs> yearning for the 90th minute to come and, and 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 the final whistle to go because you just knew because of how we've performed in recent weeks that Rochdale still had a chance in them and the reality is they had several yeah and do you know what's most telling rich jody morris knew jody morris knew that we were going to concede and it was going to be for all he said as much in his post match and if that that single comment and sentence from from Jody in his post match says everything you need to know about the current dynamic of this squad and where the coaching staff think that they're at. Um, I think we're seeing a one or two out of ten reaction from Jody Morris. I think we're seeing like a ninety percent diluted opinion. I get the feeling, plus a little whisper here and there, that he is absolutely fuming. <laughs> Um, he's just about he's just about keeping it together um, in public facing environments. What, what's he fuming about though? Because he he must have you know you don't just have a chat with Clem Fooney at a coffee shop say you know we're going to pay you this job done. He must surely look at the facilities. He must surely look at the squad. He must surely do due diligence about who he's going to be working with. Of course he may be given assurances and promises and, and those assurances and promises might not have happened yet, etc. But surely Jody Morris has to do some, he, he has to take some of the blame here for this sort of stuff. Yes. I, I don't think he's blameless, but I think when you pick at, when you pick at the, the, the consistent threads that he always talks about, like lack of experience, well, we sold all of our experienced players the day that he signed as a manager. Did he know that was happening? Um, Lack of cent- lack of reinforcements at centre half. We had a centre half signed, and we didn't get it done because we pissed about. So there's you know there's two things that he would have assumed was going to happen that didn't happen. Um, 
the facilities and stuff like that, I wouldn't worry too much about. I think that's just that's just um, relentless. And that, that's just his desire for relentless improvement, right? I think I want a manager when you, when you get someone in like Jody Morris who spent his whole career coaching at a higher level than we're at. You want that? That's the whole reason you get him in is to drive every other element of the club forward. Very specifically on the playing squad, I just think that he maybe thought we'd have a bit more about us than we've currently got. Yeah. He's been in the job, what, 46 days? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, yeah. Uh, you de- you definitely get that sense of intense frustration because, and, and most of the time I really like it. I like that, you know, he sounds exasperated in, in presses pre-game because things aren't going how he wanted or, you know, people getting injured and he doesn't know why or, and how he, you know, he doesn't polish the proverbial poo post-match either. But there there are elements of this particular game where he might have been able to do something, maybe. Yeah. And I'm sure he would reflect on, reflect in the same way. Right. But if, if you look on the wider piece, I personally think it's way too soon start suggesting this is a Jody Morris problem when you look at the consistent and prolific destruction of our squad over the last 18 months. And and for the record, I I completely agree. Uh, Dave Phillips says, anyone blaming Sandro for performances on the pitch? A, don't give him enough credit for bringing the players to the club. And B, know approximately zero about the process of how recruiting a player actually works. Well, Thank you, Sandro, for that message. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, Dave, that's not fair. Everyone's got an opinion. There are some people in the world who are allowed to make that um, observation. And those people are the people who do know how it works. Um, So, Dave, unless you are actually Sandro, (laughs) all our opinions are are worth equal, right? (laughs) So saying you're not allowed to have a, a certain opinion because you don't know how it works, unless you are literally in this, then we're all we're all on the same footing here, um, and I think I think enough. I think we we've watched enough football and been around been around football clubs for a, a long enough time to get a general sense and in, in travel in, you know in terms of travel of direction. It doesn't take an expert to sit here and say this is possibly the worst collection of players that we've had this century. Um. And it doesn't take an expert because it's literally fact that we are tracking towards our second worst ever football league finish. That that they that they are non you know you can't debate that like that is where we are. Um, you also can't debate the fact that we sold anybody over the age of twenty five with more than a hundred games in January, or at least tried to. Um, and obviously, apparently, rumor has it Johnny Williams. Um, obviously didn't get the move and, and, and remained and there's been a shadow of his former self ever since ultimately it just boils back down to we have a a group of young footballers who very few of them have have experience very few of them have the scars or, or, or know how to navigate a football league season we have no connection with any of them as 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 a as a dynamic between fans and squad and as i said to you there there are literally three players in that squad oh sorry three players in that squad today that 
I would be sad if they're not here next season. It's three, three out of eighteen. It just, they just, it, they don't care, and we don't care. Get it? Just done. Just move on. Yeah, for those who uh, are trying to remember, nineteen eighty-three, eighty-four. Seventeenth uh, in the old Division Four. We're not. We're not going to fall that far, I don't think. But more recently, of course, you will remember that we finished thirteenth, uh, and we're not too far away from that, are we? So um, it could go either way with the sort of fixtures that we've got coming up. Because if we're not as up for a playoff push as it, as it looks, and we're playing teams that are genuinely in that in that bracket, then we could be. Well, we could be in for some high-scoring games, um, particularly at the county grounds. Um, Rich, funnily well, enough, you're um, you're saying 17th out of the question. I'm saying we're as close to 17th as we are to the playoffs. So, yeah, we are what eight points away from 17th and eight points away from seventh. So, it, like I said, it could go either way. But um, <laughs> it won't, I, I, I it won't think we'll be okay. Of those two ways, we will finish 12th. Yeah, of course, <laughs> right there, right there, and and it's it's going to be an interesting conversation uh, when we get to the to the season review because I'll, I'll be really interested to see what the legacy of this season will be for Sweden. But that's for a different episode altogether. There, there was an equaliser. We haven't discussed it. It, it was pure Swindon set piece four four and. Jody Morris saw it. We all knew it was happening. And then even after that, they could have won the bloody game. Yeah, we bizarrely, ridiculously, we, we were lucky to get out of there with a, with a point in the end, weren't we? Um, the, the corner, I mean, it's just a catalogue of errors to give up, to give away the corner. Shock, we concede from the corner. Then we switch off again and they're through and they hit the post. It's just, yeah, I, I honestly, I think Rochdale will be kicking themselves they've not won that today. Um, this goal hit the post. They were really disappointed with defending on, on, on a couple of their goals. You know, the first two in particular, as we said earlier, were absolute gifts. As a team, absolutely fighting for their lives, they'll be really disappointed they've not won that club. 4 4. Craig Dean says these players aren't as good as people think they are. Most are mediocre League Two players that need to be binned at the end of the season. Craig Dean or, or Terry Pierce, we don't we don't know. If we seriously want out of League Two next season, we need to be more ambitious with our recruitment, and that means Clem pushing the boat out. Finally, you know we've, we we we're, we're, we're approaching our third season of the Clem Morfuni era, and the vibes have gone from as high as probably we'll ever experience them in terms of positivity without going up, but they are spiraling quite significantly at the moment. Yeah, maybe now is the time, uh, Rich, for me to read a message that um, our, our, my, my friend and yours, JR, sent. Um, and I responded with it's the best two sentences I've read all season about this. <laughs> and it literally reads, we're running before we can walk, talking about moneyball bollocks, museums and statues, trials for kids in Pakistan and Australia. Yeah, we're leasing a pitch off town council and can maybe have an instant porridge and a meal deal in their function room if a volunteer can get get us there. That that's where we are. Like what are we doing? <laughs> like the arrogance, the arrogance of uh, of the of what we talk about outwardly constantly about creating pathways for young players and we're going to we you know we're going to oh, there's a bloody sticker at the bottom of the the season ticket. 
paraphernalia, the horrendously uh, misleading season ticket paraphernalia that basically said, we're, we're going to go for promotions. Like, no shit. You're not <laughs> like, but also you're saying all of that and then nothing is changing. Nothing is changing. You're still begging for people to write match reports about your youth team. You're still begging for the supporters club to drive sandwiches up to calm to, to, to feed the players after training. Like, just do the basics right. Stop getting distracted by all the silly bollocks and start being a competitive League Two football club, please. Countless puff pieces about how he saved a football club in England, uh, a wallaby on a shirt, um, a, a an attempt to get an Australian TV channel to do a documentary. Let's just sort out the basics before we do those. You know, I'm not going to compare him to the previous owner because well, that would be crazy. But a lot of uh, there would be a lot of eye rolling on some of this stuff if it wasn't for the way he came in. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and I definitely won't have comparisons between him and, and Lee Power for the simple reason that I I don't think Clem's um, motive is to be questioned. I think he's a thoroughly generous, uh, passionate person. And he cares about this club, but agreed. But he does not know how to run a football club, and he's yet to hire someone who does. And that is what is coming through time and time and time again. Get the basics right. Allow us to compete at this level, because if we don't, the next season is huge, Rich, isn't it? Next season is absolutely huge. If we have a repeat of this season, next season, I mean, where do we go from there? Where do we go from there? There's only one way, and that's down. Yeah, just stop cutting corners, please, because we are we are seeing on the pitch how we how we operate, aren't we? We're just we're just cutting corners. Yep, yep, and and it manifest it always manifests itself on the pitch, right? It always manifests itself on the pitch. Um, you can talk about zonal or or man to man marking. You can talk about making basic errors. You can talk about not being able to defend set pieces. We sold every single, we tried to sell every single experienced footballer at the club in January. Um, I don't think we could, you know, someone can say prove that, you know, everybody was linked to moves away. There were strong rumours that from the start of January that anyone was up for grabs, really. And three of them did go. But it just leaves us in a really, really sad situation. And, and that we're, I'm repeating myself now, but it, it's a sad situation where I have no no direct link or connection or affection for individuals in that squad. They have no direct link or affection for the club or the town. And we're just bumbling along until they all get their moves to wherever they go. And and that's that's it. And then we do it all again and we do it all again. And meanwhile, season ticket season ticket prices go up, season ticket sales go down. It only ends one way. Yeah, and I don't want you know, people to think, here they go again, you know, whinging, not happy, not grateful, X, Y, Z. But after all said and done, we're here for the football. We're here for the 46 games plus cup games in a season. The behind the scenes stuff is all well and good, but oh, I've got to be better. Yeah, that's that, that's ultimately everything else is just noise because it manifests itself on the pitch. I want us to compete. I want to be able to go to football and enjoy it. I want, I want us to believe that we're competing at a level that we should be competing i want our amazing fans to be rewarded and 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 have those moments um 
you know, I remember in the early 2000s watching this club in front of three or 4,000 at home. Trust me, it ain't fun. <laughs> it is not fun. I remember going to Boston and and Lincoln and other really far away places with two or 300 away fans. And it's not fun. Our support is incredible. It's the best it's ever been. And the club do not deserve it. And they will, they are taking advantage of it and it won't last forever unless things start to change. And next season is absolutely huge because if we have another league two mid table season, we are snookered in the long term. Oh boy, it's one of those episodes. Um, Man of the match is easy though because Charlie Austin's got it from the listeners. Uh, yeah, I, Charlie Austin, obviously. <laughs> um, do you know I, what I will do? I will say that Tyrese Shade had a really good impact again, and in this collection of human shoulder shrugs, I find him. I find myself warming to him for some reason. That's nice. It's good. It's good to be positive because he's he's contracted for next season, so yeah. we, we, we want to see some of that. He's just he's just so hot and cold, isn't he? He is, but at least he's hotter more often than some others who are, who could be described as hot and cold. Well, he plays like somebody who's been in and out of the side all season long. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and I don't know. Give him. A, I I think he's got all the physical attributes to 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 be a really really decent player at this level. He probably just needs a bit of time and. You know, there aren't, as I said, there aren't many people who who I feel particularly um, enamoured by or, or want to see around next year. But you know, Shade is probably just about in there. Um, yeah. When, let's certainly not do it today because I have been moaning for forty five minutes now, <laughs> um, and I'd like to go downstairs and have a martini and enjoy my Saturday evening. Um, but at some point soon, can we have uh, an hour debate on what is a Ronan Darcy? Yes, please. <laughs> that would that would be that would be good. We'll dedicate some of the um, season uh, review uh, yes, on that. I, mean, I, I kind of want to do something in midweek because we are in the, what I would consider the home straight now. The final ten games: um, Stockport home, Hartlepool away, Mansfield home, Tramier away, Barrow home, Bradford home. Wimbledon away, Stevenage home, Crewe away, and Crawley at home. It feels like we could do stuff, but I think I'm kidding myself. But it would be nice to do a little bit more on that, but perhaps for another episode. Yes, perhaps for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, Terry, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to keep you away from your martini. Thank you very much. Um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Thanks, Rich. The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork was designed by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Has a bubble. Here's Hutton. Low cross into the penalty area. He's let the run to Austin who has time and punishes Roche in the opening two minutes. Uh, McEachern to Lavigne, Odo's right onto him here, but he does well, finds Williams, Williams early ball though, uh, away from Darcy, but it deflects back to Williams, plays a clever ball down the right for Hepburn Murphy, Hepburn Murphy away from a tight angle, rolls it across goal, and Austin has two! Wakeling's breaking through the centre, he's got shade to the left, and now Hutton comes up to support him wide on the 
right-hand side here. Hutton drives towards the penalty area. Uh, looks just gives it to Darcy, edge of the box. This is set up for Kane to try and shoot with the left foot if he wants. Uh, goes wide to Shade, Shade inside the penalty area. Left-hand side, crossing the box, little touch of Austin, who equalises after the first effort is saved. Charlie Austin, still going, cuts it back, and Austin's got four! Right-footed finish to send Swindon back into the Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.